2020, we're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Let's go to prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, it goes forth and won't come back void. In a world, Lord, it just seems seems so out of sync, Lord. We, Lord, we just thank you for that solid ground, which is your word. We ask you today in Jesus' name that you, Lord, that you bless this word today. Let it Go where it needs to go, fall upon the hearts and the minds where it needs to fall. And Lord, you said it won't come back, boy, we'll do that what you sent to do. We thank you, we praise you, and we'll give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hebrews chapter six, beginning verse thirteen. The unchanging God. The unchanging God. We certainly live in a world where people the situations and circumstances are rapidly changing, and not for the good, but for the bad. Jesus said, before he comes back, which he's the only one that's coming back, by the way, um, there's no other one but him. In a world where people seem to uh, uh, go off on these tangents and claim that they're the Messiah, that they are <laughs> Jesus Christ, in the flesh, and people follow them. Well, Jesus said, if men and women choose to reject the true gospel, now listen to me, then a spiritual law says that he will send them strong delusion, allowing them to be uh, deceived. Deception, which is the uh, main enemy of our, or, or the main tool of our what enemy, which is Satan himself. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about seeking whom he can destroy and seeking who he can devour. There's a lack of truth in the world today. The Bible says that to know this truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, it will set you free. And you must turn the truth on yourself. Psalmist David said, search me, O Lord. And whatever you find in me that's contrary to your will, remove it. That I might be that which you have called me to be. That I might be under perfect submission, a living sacrifice, the Bible declares, holy and accept before God, which is your reasonable service. In a world of many voices, in a world of many doctrines flying, the Bible says to and fro, there must be an established truth for men to look at, and I 
go back to this old book that I was introduced to as a child, this leather-bound book I'm holding in my hand, which is the Holy Bible. And that's the truth of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word by no means will pass away. When the smoke clears, brothers and sisters, let me tell you, there will be one standing, and his name is Jesus Christ. All these quote-unquote self-proclaimed messiahs, and they're all over the world. You can check it out with their... uh, outlandish claims of who they are and what they are, with their false doctrines deceiving, men deceived and being deceived. And the Bible tells us, beware in the last days there shall be false prophets among you. Many men today, even women claiming they are ascended masters, (laughs) But I read in the book of Acts this morning where there's only one that ascended to the Father's right hand. There's only one coming back in like manner, and his name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who paid the full price for my salvation and your salvation that give us victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. For he's not the author of confusion but the author and the finisher of our faith. So he changes not. The Bible declares that Jehovah is a God self-existent in need of nothing, not even in need of his creation. He stands outside of his creation. He rules and reigns. He changes seasons. He changes times. He puts kings in and he brings kings down. He rises up nations for a time and, 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 and he brings them down at the appointed time. We are racing towards not a new age per se, but we are racing towards, of course, the introduction of the Antichrist and the new world order. It's coming. The, the, the signs are out there. But we're racing towards, I believe, the rapture of the church, the thousand-year millennial reign, and then eternity. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. This age will come to an end. There's coming the end of the age of mercy and grace. He said, I will not always strive with man. So there's one way to God. And we point this out every time on these broadcasts. There's one way to God, and his name is Jesus Christ. But yet many are being deceived. Many who once knew him are being lulled and deceived and drawn into um, just, for lack of a better term, occults, which we see the start of these in uh, at the Tower of Babel under the a rule and reign of a man named Nimrod, who was a hunter of souls, the Bible declares. For my people perish for lack of biblical knowledge or the word. Study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, because the Bible says many will be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So if men leave the precepts of Jesus Christ, certainly if they say they are Jesus Christ, there's a problem. Because he hasn't come back yet. He's still sitting by the Father's right hand in anticipation 
of his coming, the day of the Lord. How soon will we be moved? How long will we be halted between two opinions? To the point to where even the church world has swayed off, and the Bible talks about this, an apostasy, the departure of the faith in the spirit of witchcraft, O foolish Galatians who have bewitched you to think you can be born in the spirit and finish in the flesh. That which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. We must know the difference. So God changes not. And the writer of Hebrews in chapter 6, beginning with verse 13, is going to tell us today of his promise to a man named Abraham, who's the father, the Bible declares, of all nations, called out of Hebron, not knowing God, but God pulling him out of a home of a idol maker. A type of pulling him out of the world. Who men, due to their creation, are prone to worship. That's what they do. And they'll find something to worship. Even if it be a pole, a rock, a tree, whatever it might be. A golden calf. <laughs> In forms of fashions of many things. But the only thing that fills the void for a man, woman, boy, or girl, is... Jesus Christ and the worship of God Almighty. For God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And he changes not. Every word he spoke will come to pass. Everything he says will happen. Every T will be crossed, every I will be dotted, There will be a period at the end of every sentence. He will bring to pass what he has spoken. He's brought things, many things to pass already, but we are waiting for the completion of prophecies that's going to come to pass. So Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13, For when God made promise to Abraham, underline the word promise, for when God made promise to Abraham. How many times have men, women, boys, and girls promised and broken their promise? See, this is this is pointing towards covenant. For the most part, the Western world has no idea what covenant is. The only thing it really uh, uh, points towards it is the the wedding vows, and that'll work a lot for a lot of people, very well for a lot of people. But that word promise there is covenant, and covenant is a unilateral contract, which only God can fulfill, and only we can. You can't do nothing to bring it to pass except yield. So the promise was made to Abraham. What did he do? Nothing. He was in the house of an idol maker, and God pulled him out. And said, come out and uh, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to give you children as the stars in the sky, the Bible declares. He cut covenant with Abraham. 
covenant. Non-breakable, non-negotiable, God's way, the sovereignty of God rules through his covenant. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Now the Bible says, Hebrews 13a, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, Jesus Christ did not show up at his birth. The Bible declares he was and always will be. He was God himself. In the beginning was God, Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And the Bible teaches, you can study it, that Jesus Christ is the creator. All things were made by him and for him. And all dominion and all power has been given unto him. So he could swear by no greater, and he swore by himself or by his name. By his name. When God made promise to Abraham, promise, promise. We used to sing the song, Standing on the Promises of God. So we have here Abraham, a patient man, full of faith which he was justified by. He believed God. And the Bible says it was counted on him as righteousness. He waited 25 years from the time the promise was first made until Isaac, the promised son, was born. 25 years. And by the way, if you study the scriptures, you'll find that him and his wife both were way past childbearing years. For Abraham considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb, but consider the promise of God. But listen, the only strong, true foundation we have today is Jesus Christ, the eternal covenant, the everlasting covenant. You must stand on the promises of God. Hold on to this leather book that I'm holding in my hand, this leather-bound book I'm holding in my hand this morning, and know this: the truth of God. When all else fails, go back to it. When you hear isms and schisms, Go back to the Word of God and study the Word of God and make sure what you're hearing complies with the Word of God. And if it does not, then leave it. I'll make somebody mad. Don't worry about that. This is your soul. This is your soul. Don't let your pride keep you somewhere where you don't belong spiritually. So he swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Genesis twenty two sixteen, and said by myself, I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, this is about Isaac, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiply, I will multiply thy seed to the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. So God found him a man that stood on the promises of God. See, it's your faith that's going to keep you. It's not your religion, not your uh, what you're tied to, not your denomination, not even your church, or your preacher, or your friends or your neighbors. It's what you believe. It's the promises of God that you're standing all this morning. Because we live in a seasonal world. And we have gone into a season. Remember, deception. 
is the main tool, the main weapon of the powers of darkness. Verse 14, Genesis 6, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiply I will multiply thee. Promise. Did it happen? Yes. It certainly did. Yes. He says, I'll bless you and multiply you. So Abraham's seed became a nation, and every believer a child of that promise. Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 4, verse 28, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Who's he talking to? Gentiles. For we, brethren, that's me and you, as Isaac was, are children of the promise. So we are standing on something that's solid. Jesus said, I'm the chief cornerstone. He said, Upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So in a day that we must not be movable, in a day that we must not be halted between two opinions, in a day when the enemy is firing fiery darts of deception all over the world, hitting people, messing up their lives, believing a lie. I'm going to stand on the Word of God. The Word that I've read ever since a child, I'm going to stand on this Word. And you must, we must, we must stand on the Word of God. Because when the smoke clears, it's only thing that's going to stand. The Bible says, Paul told Timothy, we are living in perilous times. Times of fierce, hard times, times when deception, when men question, when when the powers of darkness attack men's minds. But Jesus and Paul wrote that, that God will keep your hearts and your minds through, only through Jesus Christ. We are in a day of waiting. We are in a day of endurance, nothing what the endurance is going to be during the what the time of the the time of the tribulation, but we nevertheless are under endurance. We are in a marathon, not a sprint. It depends how we finish. Paul said, "I finished my race. I've kept the faith." So we can't leave what we've learned. We can't leave the foundation. Our our, our foundation is. Jesus Christ, if you leave that foundation, if you leave the teachings of Christ, if you leave the doctrine of Christ and go into anything else, then you're preaching another Christ or you're accepting another Christ. But there are many, many out there that call themselves Christ and has been ever since he's been here, ever since he's been what crucified and resurrected and ascended. He said, many false Christs shall rise up what did he say? But go not. In other words, be established in my word that you'll know the difference, that you'll discern, which is a gift, the spirit that's operating. And they're out there. And people make no bones about it. You know, people say, you must accept your spirit, God, accept what you expect. Uh, you better watch what you accept. You better watch what you let into your life. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil, the Bible says. He will flee from you. 
Verse 15, Hebrews 6. And so after he had patiently, underline that in your Bible, patiently endured, underline endured, he obtained the promise, underline promise. See? <laughs> See the progression? After he had patiently. Now, I can confess this morning that patience is not one of my strong suits. Could be yours. I hope it is. But we must learn to wait upon God because the Bible says when we wait upon God, wow, he will renew our strength. After they had patiently endured. Always a space. Always a time of testing between the promise and the possession of the promise. <laughs> it's time we must wait. But God spoke to me 20 years ago, or 15 years ago, and I haven't seen it stand on the... If, it, if, 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 if it's based out of the Bible, if what he's promised you is biblical, and stand of it, and if it's not, forget about it. Now, it's just plain simple as that. Well, maybe God will deviate. No, he changes not. We'll talk about that in a little bit. God does not change. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. After he impatiently endured, awaited, he obtained. What did he, what, what, what did he obtain? The promise of Isaac which is the eternal meaning of justification by faith. And, and this was before the law. Before the law. Abraham was justified by faith. The Bible declares that Jesus went to Peter and said, Satan seeks to sift you like wheat. Satan seeks to sift you like wheat. But, I have prayed for you. In other words, you're going to be okay. Now we can declare over our lives that Satan seeks to sift us like we get us out of the promise, get us out of the word of God, get us out of truth and get us into a lie. Because the Bible says that when men believe a lie and speak lies, they shall be damned. That's what the Bible says. Or lose their salvation and spend eternity in hell. You mean there's a hell? The Bible teaches there's a hell, yeah. Yes. He obtained the promise. He obtained it. He received it because he believed God. And was justified by faith. It's counted unto him as righteousness. Those that endure or wait until the end. I don't see anything. I don't feel anything. This is very. I'm going through a very dark time, yeah? In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer if I have overcome the world. The Bible says rejoice when you are tempted with diverse temptations. We're living in a time and an age when the pressure is on. You're living in a glorious time, but yet you're living, uh, the Bible says, in a perilous time. A time when it, it could get hard to be a Christian. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yes. But the Bible says don't get weary in well-doing. Wait upon the Lord, he shall renew your strength. Verse 16, 
For men very swear by the greater an oath of confirmation is to them an end of all strife. So a contract has been signed. And in our case, it's sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. The promise to me and you is the return. He's already been here. He's not on earth. Many people, it's all over the internet. Just read it. Some might be true, some might be lie. I don't know. But the fact is that's out there that there are many people, charlatans, who claim to be Christ and have followings. Take heed. Jesus said in Matthew 24, Take heed that no man do what deceive you. The first thing he said <clears throat> at the Mount of Discourse in Matthew what, chapter 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, Take heed that no man deceive you. All the glitters is not gold. How do we know by their fruit? By their fruit. But yet people follow people that lie, that cheat, that manipulate, that claim to be something they're not. See, there is a true move of God. There is revival in God. There is an operation of the Holy Spirit in the house of God, but men have cheapened it by the shenanigans, by a form of godliness that denies the power thereof from such things the Bible says turn away. Verse 17. Wherein God willingly, listen, more abundantly, underline that, to show unto the heirs, that's us, of the promise, that's ours, the <clears throat> immutability of his counsel. Immutability of his counsel. Confirmed it by an oath. That word, what immutability means, changes not. Doesn't change. Confirmed it by an oath. Hebrews 11.9, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and heirs with him of the same promise. So we go back to Abraham, and we are heirs of that same promise. Through Jesus Christ, where Abraham saw the day of Christ and longed to see it. For he was a sojourner, a nomad, and he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. So God doesn't change. The promise through Jesus Christ will not change. There's been many that's come into the world and said, you know, Christ didn't finish his mission. Well, that's a lie. 
Or I'm preaching to you another Jesus, another revelation. If it goes outside this Bible, it's a lie. Be careful when men write books, other books about Jesus Christ. Another revelation. We don't need another revelation. We've got the revelation through the Word of God. So how do you know this is the Word of God? Because it witnesses. It's quick and powerful, sharper than two edges sword, and cuts asunder and divides every spirit. Confirmed it by oath. It's, it's good. In a day and an age when contracts are just words on paper, this is a true contract written by the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 18. For by two immutable or unchangeable things, listen, in which it was impossible, listen, for God to lie. Man, we live in an age of lies, of deception. We might have a strong consolation or comfort who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. The hope is unchangeable. God's truth is unchangeable. Two immutable things. This refers to his oath. It refers to his promise. Hebrews 6.13. Well, to the oaths of God confirming the promise of Abraham. Hebrews 6.13. And making Christ a high priest forever at the order of Melchizedek. Did Abraham know who Melchizedek is? Bethes to him. After the order. The type of Christ that dealt with Abraham. And Abraham paid tithes to him after the battle of the kings. We have a strong, strong, strong consolation or promise or more strength. Have fled for refuge. Refuge is only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Lay hold upon the hope. The Bible says hope is an anchor for the soul. Paul wrote in Colossians 1, 5, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherefore ye heard before the word of the truth of the gospel. Where's the hope laid up? In heaven, not on this earth. Not through some false Messiah running around claiming to be Jesus Christ. I said before, it's going on right now. All over the world, in every country. And they're blatant about it. And of course, we got... We got the apostate church is not so blatant about it. That 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 does what operates under the guise of deception. The Bible calls them wolves in sheep's clothing. I didn't, Bible does. Beware. Verse nineteen. Which hope we have is an anchor. Underline anchor. If you know anything about ships, you know what an anchor is. And what it does, it holds, it grips. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Underline sure, underline steadfast. Sure, my Lord. How we need those words today? That which is sure and steadfast. 
fast. How we need that. We need something sure and steadfast. That word sure means secure, safe, solid, certain, which is the bedrock, which is Jesus Christ. On this rock I shall build my church. The Bible says we must love his appearing. We're looking for him to come back, the true Messiah, the one who went through what God ordained him to go through, crucified on a cross, laid in the grave for three days, and on the third day was resurrected. Some days later ascended to the Father, sitting by the Father's right hand, and in like manner, the Bible says, will descend and come back. Sure and steadfast, firm, on a base, stability. Stability in a world that's certainly not even close to being stable. Read this again. Which hope we have, with a plural pronoun, I don't school that long, have as an anchor of the soul. Have as an anchor, gripping solid. It means something with a grab hook on it. It means something that will dig in. We'll get a hold of something in the time of, of uh, uh, high winds and insecurity, not, not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing from day to day what's going to transpond in the world, what's going to happen. In other words, not being real secure with the, with the world and its systems. But we're no citizens of this world. Now, I know everybody wants to make you one. And that's the thrust today, world citizenship. Think on that a while. As an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth, listen, which entereth into that within the veil. Now this speaks of the process. The veil, of course, is the holy veil that separates the rest of the tabernacle with the temple from the Holy of Holies. Hebrews 9, 7. But into the second with the high priest alone once every year, not without blood which he offered for people and for the heirs of the people. That's under the old sacrificial system. We know that when Jesus died, that the veil was ripped from top to bottom, giving me and you access to the Holy of Holies only, 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 only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 20, whether the forerunner is for us, entered even Jesus, God before us who can be against us, made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. We have the forerunner, which is, of course, John the Baptist. He decreased by the way of death. And then we have the one that went before us, which is Christ. Went to the cross. Paid for my sins and your sins. Took stripes on his back that we might be healed. Was chastised for our peace of mind. Bruised for our iniquities. That's what the Word of God says. You can't change that. No matter what, what, what people teach, what they say, you can't change. It's immutable. You can't change what the Word of God says. Listen to me. 
this book I'm holding in my hand is is truth. It's truth. If you want truth, read this book. From Genesis to Revelation. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Comparing scripture with scripture. Studying to show yourself approved. Where the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus. Who? Jesus Christ. Another Jesus? No, be Christ. For the kings of this world shall become the kings of God and his Christ, his anointed one. Set by my hand, my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool. This is the Father speaking to the Son. Psalms 2. So he was made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. You, 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 you can study about that man, which we will next time. So we have a high priest, the Bible says. This is this is part of the anchor. Jesus went to the cross. We're anchored in the cross. We're anchored in his resurrection. We're anchored in his ascension. We're anchored in his soon coming descension. We're anchoring, anchored in his power over death, grave, hell. We we are secure today that that which, that which is dead shall live. Life goes on, even after death and in the life of a Christian, life goes on. Where do you have your anchor today? Is it slipping? Is it holding fast? Do you feel yourself slipping away? We're living in the storms of, of the end times. And I know, well, we've got another doomsday or no. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Jesus Christ is the anchor of the soul. Shun anybody that speaks against the Bible, anybody that says the Bible is not the total word of God, inspired of God. Because in this Bible is truth. And this is what if you're a Christian, you need to stand on it because it speaks of Jesus Christ. He says, I come in the volume of the book to fulfill the book. Some has been fulfilled. Some will be, be what? Fulfilled. In the Old Testament, concealed. In the New Testament, revealed. Song says, in times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. And your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. And that solid rock is Jesus Christ. Not somebody says they are. They're walking around this earth saying they're this or saying they're that. A, a, a big thing today is reincarnation. That people evolve, reincarnated from several lives. The Bible doesn't teach that. A lot of religions do, but the Bible does not teach that. A lot of terms used today, ascended masters. <laughs> oh, dear God, help us. But I'm looking today under the author and the finisher of my faith, which is Jesus Christ. And you can read the word, and the word will witness with your spirit. You understand? There's a power. It's just not just not words on a page. It's the word of God. It's the spoken breath, 
Spirit of God. Ordained of God. Inspired of God. Yes, men wrote it. 66 books, 40 different authors. A lot of them did not know each other, but yet confirmed the Word of God, tied it together from the old to the new. The only peace there is. The song says, the only real peace that I have, dear Lord, is in you. Wow. Man, that song means so much today. Through life's frustrations, through the trials and tests of life, through uncertainty. In a day and an age when you don't when things are going to change, you erupt. The Bible declares in the last day shall be pestilence and diseases and uh upheavals and um, just chaos. And the world looking for a man that can step on the scene and declare, I'll bring peace. We know that's the Antichrist. We're there. We're certainly at the gates. Song says, I'll be like a tree planted by the waters. We're going to be that way so we know the Word of God. Not religion, not people, not fads, not things that people do, and certainly not the what traditions of men, but the Word of God. That's how you become a Christian. Not join a certain church, which I have nothing against that. Matter of fact, we need to be in a church. But we are in the church of Jesus Christ, and, and that was purchased with his own blood. Not stalled up in different, praise God, categories and stalls and cubicles, wherever it might be. The children of the Most High God through the blood of Jesus Christ, adopted, the Bible declares. We can call him Abba, Father. We are adopted into the kingdom. Study the Word of God. We live in a society that takes the path of least resistance. And I'm going to tell you today, being a Christian sometimes, there's resistance on both sides. You must resist the devil, and the devil will resist you. In this world, I'll say it again, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer if I've overcome the world. Do you know Jesus Christ today? Well, I know this man. No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. Praise God! Ask you if you knew a preacher or a church. Or not. do you know Jesus Christ? And you, you must go where people preach. Of course, how can they hear unless a preacher be sent? But you got to take up your Bible and make sure who's ever preaching to you preaching the truth. That's the test bench. Is this word? Is this word rightly divining the word of truth? He's coming soon. He is coming very, very soon. The book of Acts. We'll do this just just one second. Chapter one. Book of Acts, chapter one. Give me one second here. And the Lord says, right before he left, he says, The being assembled together with them, command them that they should not depart from where Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye should baptize in the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. 
When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel, or the earthly kingdom? And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father have put in his own power, but you shall receive power to which you baptize in the Holy Ghost. Once again, he emphasizes the baptism, the immersing of the Holy Ghost. Come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria, until the other part of the earth, about the church. And when he had spoken these things, while he beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now, he hasn't come back yet. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up in heaven, this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So how is he coming back? Well, apparently he's going to descend. Not secretly per se. The Bible says every eye will behold him. The men will wail on account of him. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Remember, God changes not, and deception is the main tool of the devil. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, we are living in the age of grace and mercy. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Just read Romans 10. If thou shalt confess... With thy mouth, O Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So yes, we need preachers. We need the fivefold ministry. But we must hold those ministries accountable to the Word of God. And if they deviate from the Word of God, that's a problem. That's a problem. Listen, he's still saving. He's still delivering the blood of Jesus Christ. Is for every situation, every circumstance you face in your life, the blood of Jesus breaks the powers of hell. By his stripes today you're healed. Yes, he's still healing today. He was chastised for your peace of mind. He delivers mentally, psychologically. Much needed in today's society. And he was bruised for your iniquities, your sins, your lawlessness. We, me and you, cannot approach God. We can only approach him when we're covered with the blood. Because the blood's on the mercy seat. He ascended to the Father, went behind the tabernacle in heaven, and put his blood on the mercy seat. For the life is in the blood, and I put this blood upon the mercy seat, that it might be an atonement for your sins. Call on the name of the Lord. Get, get, Get in your Bible and study it. Make sure that when you're listening to a preacher that you've got the Word of God in front of you. Well, I, that, that's good to trust. Nothing wrong with that. But make sure, I don't care who it is, 
make sure that they're preaching the Word of God. Make sure they're rightly dividing the Word of God. Paul told Timothy, we're living in perilous times, hard times, difficult times. The Bible says, when men will be lovers of themselves, when they will deceive and be deceived, when iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall grow cold. We're living in that day and that age. We, me and you, need Jesus Christ, and we need to know him in his truth and his unchangeable ways. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today. And forever. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your, for your word. Now, God, you know every individual is going to hear this broadcast today. You see every need in their lives. You, they need salvation, save their souls. They need healing and deliverance. Heal them and deliver them, God. Order their footsteps in the days to come. Bring a peace that you said in your word will pass all understanding. A surety, an anchor today, my God. An anchor of the soul which does not let us be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that's coming down the road today. But we're anchored in the truth of Jesus Christ. We thank you for what you've done, what you're going to do. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. Lord is my shepherd I shall not want He maketh me to lie down in green pasture Leads me beside the waters of rest